Welcome back. Welcome back to Six Feet Under. We are continuing our uh, Beam Saber bonus feat. Last time, our our crew, our intrepid uh, transit crew, the Get Around Trust, managed to get their uh, cargo, these four transport ships, uh, past a blockade down to atmosphere before they were consumed by either uh, an enemy faction discovering them or the oncoming meteor storm. But unfortunately, it came at the cost of exhausting uh, two of their mechs. So now we rejoin them being resupplied for uh, the second leg. The, the planet side leg of their journey with Agai and Vic in uh, some hand-me-down loner Kazu units. Yeah, so the Kazu is like a basic infantry mech for the Indigo Empire. It is nothing to write home about. It's as run-of-the-mill as a walking robot weapon can get. This doesn't even remotely resemble a keyboard. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Part of the thing that Agai liked about Panamax and it just being mostly scaffold and, and empty air, there wasn't enough room anywhere to, to paint the Imperial sigil. And now this is just covered in it and it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's just emblazoned right there on the chest. Come on. What? No. God damn it. First things first, I've got to at least get the, the loader for my uh, my stealth program on this thing. I cannot do electronic countermeasures in this condition. We're going to take some downtime actions while we're resupplying before we have to take what by plane would be a 15-hour flight. Biomech is probably about the same. You have to go halfway across the dang planet here. So uh, anybody got some stories they want to tell? Wait, wait, anybody but Moxie got some stories they want to tell? <laughs> um, does that have to be true? We got 15 hours. You can workshop it. I'll get back to you. Let me think of something. <laughs> so going through downtime, there are a few different different actions you can take. There's acquire asset for if you want, you know, something better than your Zaku or something special to put on it. Um, you can try to get stuff installed or some new tech for it. Oh yeah, full downtime turn. This is exciting. This mm -hmm. is fun. I do love the loop in a in a Fortune in the Dark game. Yes, we're going to do a full downtime, which I'm not sure exactly what it entails, and I'm quickly reading over it while we do this. <laughs> Usually it's not mid-mission, but it's a one-shot, so... Yeah. That means we get two actions, right? Sure, that sounds good. Two actions each. Acquire assets. Collect seems irrelevant right now. Fix, where if you want to repair something, that which wouldn't actually be very good looking at it, because it costs stress, and a lot of you spent that. Uh, yes. Also, I don't think anybody has damage on their mech. Yeah. What I would like to do is clear some stress. There's recover to remove harm from your pilot, upkeep to a clear quirk boxes, salvage to take something apart and get things out of it. And for what you want to do to remove stress, that's called cutting loose. Yeah, it is. Love cutting loose in this game. A guy, would you like to begin by cutting loose or do we want to start with someone else? What do we want to do? I'll, do? I'll let anybody else go first, especially if they have more, you know, uh, uh, less roleplay dependent yeah so mine is pretty simple i'm just gonna do an upkeep like that sort of thing yeah <laughs> yeah so normally upkeep requires you to spend materiel to do it um so how do we want to work with that because you roll a number of die equal to the number of materiel you spend i think you're being provided two materiel as part of the work here you know what if you're gonna give me 2d6 i'll roll yeah oh my okay fine so i clear one oh work 
What up? That's the I rolled two ones, dear viewer, and that's the only number. I I have two exhausted quirks, so I needed to roll anything but two ones. <laughs> ah, luck is ca catching up for me for actually succeeding in the previous session. Yeah. Oh well. Can't win them all. Thyle, as the other person with a still functional mech, would you like to remove some? Would you like to do some upkeep? Clear those quirk boxes. I think I might both cut loose and do something to remove a quirk. Okay. Well, again, same offer for upkeep. Roll 2d6, because you're being supplied by the base. A 1 and a 3. Alright, you can remove 3 uh, spent quirks, so you have them back. Which is, again, why Snake Eyes was the worst possible result when you only needed 2. Just one of those dice had to be a 2. Now, a thing about cut loose is it requires 2 players to cut loose together. Yes, it does. What stresses do we have? I have three right now. I'm up to five, I believe. Yes. Got that big one stress. Yeah, if if I was tracking this correctly, I'm at two. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Looks like somebody didn't jump through the vacuum of space. <laughs> You're damn right I didn't. <laughs> Let's see. Who who would Agai hang out with? Yeah, so um, I think we are trudging through and we just rig something up so that Vic and uh, Maxi cannot hear what we're talking about. <laughs> we're having a private chat over the group comm and neither of them know that nobody's hearing anything they're saying. <laughs> you, you've lived a life. Uh, I, I certainly have. I see you as well jumping off of things. You try to tell us you have anyway. Why... What are you doing running whatever we're running for whoever we're doing it for? I think you said a key phrase in there. It's uh running. This is just a uh, this is just uh, another path. Another stop on the journey. Just got to keep running. You got any guns in that? <laughs> uh, I didn't bring them with me. Ah, uh, well, then yeah, running would probably be best. I generally find it better, you know, just to, I don't know, be good at stabbing people and sneaking. I mean, yourself, I mean, where did you learn to, I'm just abandoning all pretense of trying to assume any voice at this point. You, <laughs> the way you're jumping, um, where, where did you learn that? Uh, you know, basic. Um, that wasn't that basic. I saw what you did. That was pretty obscene. I liked it. It was, uh... It made me terrified of you and want to be your friend. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, uh... I mean, I'll have to kill you later, but you know how it works. That's a joke. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with me. Uh, I don't know why I wasn't just given the firing squad. I figure they're just doing it the slow way, so... Thought I might help them out. I, I got nothing intelligent to add. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I've I'm, I've been drinking enough to remove my stress marks, you know. So, um. now as the person who cut loose, I'm the only one who removes stress. It's asymmetric like that. Oh, I'm the boring friend. I gotcha. That's that's yeah. definitely my rule in life. Also, <laughs> as to see how much stress you relieve, roll dice equal to the number of ticks in your connection clock with the pilot joining you. So, uh, of course, that's going to start at one. Yeah. Okay. For that, right now, I'm just going to roll one d six. And remove five stress. My stress is cleared. Hooray. It was a I'm good healed. conversation. 
now this this also interacts with you know filling a connection clock and and resolving beliefs but again one shot we're, we're not going to get into the depth of this game even though it's a lot of fun yeah so yeah is the first is the only one who hasn't taken downtime action yet yeah. so what do you want to do for your first one well, I think Vic's going to want to make sure that stealth program is in Vizcazi, first and foremost. The mission comes first, even though the stress is kind of leaning a bit. Well, I... roll engineer to try to add your tech to your Zaku. Well, I'm actually moving a program, so I was wondering if oh, interface okay. might fit better. Interface would probably work better than for programming, yes. Well, we got a six. Why did I roll a six hey. now? <laughs> <laughs> If the success of the cost would have been that, like, it would have been an intermittent stealth program, it would have been like a quirk instead of the full equipment slot. Uh, so no, you just have your full stealth suite installed. So essentially, I ended up having to take the cartridge rig and run a run a check through and basically reprogram this thing to be able to work on a completely different OS. And somehow you got that done perfectly, and in the limited time you had. I mean, there's a slight visual glitch, but I'm just going to deal with it. So, just out of curiosity, on a second one, it makes more sense to pick Cut Loose because it looks like Fix is going to take a while. <laughs> Under the normal rules, you would wait until the end of this, you would have a single breakdown sitting there, and then you would just repair your corks with upkeep. Yeah. So I think my next one's going to be Cut Loose when it comes back around. But Sounds good. Uh, you want to just do that now, then? Since we're on your turn anyway? Who would you like <laughs> to Cut Loose with? Let's see. That entire crew. On the one hand, thematically, I would think Moxie would fit. I think Vic considers Moxie's exuberance a bit intimidating. That seems reasonable. I don't know. If it's possible to, wouldn't mind checking with a guy, as long as a guy is okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is basically just sitting back for a bit, um, drinking something light, and basically just thinking about what the heck we just went through. It's like, I did not know you could move like that. Well, I didn't know you were old enough to drink that, so shut up. <laughs> no, no, it's it's cool. It's just, I don't know, the only time I had to move like that, it was because, uh, well, because someone launched my dormitory out of space. Mm-hmm. Still hung up about that? I mean, that was last year. I haven't really had that long since since then to try and pick up the pieces. Okay. Do you, uh, got a name of who's responsible? Sadly, I'm not entirely sure, because I, I didn't exactly track where it was going. Either side could have plugged in. I, I'm pretty sure it's Overlord. That's who's usually behind this kind of crap. Well, if you, f- if you ever find out, just remember, they give you a really big gun on that thing. Hmm. That's worth a try. It's center torso, right? That's where the pilot's sitting, usually. You, you might want to study your, your schematics, but uh, make sure if it's something that relies on other people, you can rely on them. Because uh, otherwise, who knows what might happen. But yeah, it's, both of us ended up getting these things torched trying to get through there. Uh, I think I got hit with a couple of pieces of meteor on the way down in the end. <laughs> Thought we cleared that. At least it was me and not the transport. As long as it's me and not the transport, I am fine. <sighs> Let me just finish this one. Alright. Do you want to roll a d6 to see how much stress you can remove? Yeah. From venting a little bit? 
Another great roll on these downtime actions. Okay, so that erases all three. Yep, your stress is cleared. It more than clears. Heck yeah, somebody overindulged. Yeah, I was going to say, thank goodness overindulgence is not a thing in this game. (laughs) Because otherwise, Vic is just going to leave. If you cut loose and roll to heal more stress than you have, then you've overindulged. Sometimes people get lost in the thing that makes them feel better. Everything in moderation, after all. When you overindulge, you've behaved poorly and made choices you'll likely come to regret. So choose one way in which you overindulge from the following. Attract trouble. uh, Brag. Uh, go AWOL. Those are those are the three. <laughs> okay, so three. you straight up can get overindulgence yes. on this one. But there's no uh, getting cut off by whoever set this thing up, because that's not how cutting loose works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, is, there is a fourth thing. Yes, which is impropriety. Reset your connection with the pilot that joined you to zero as you make an ass of yourself. If connection is already zero, take the level one harm alone. Attracting trouble would make sense. I don't think bragging would, because there's no one here to brag to. Or, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you got we got overheard by the uh, uh, crew of the transports we're we're escorting. So brag could work. Uh, Or yes, impropriety and just really (laughs) piss Agai off. (laughs) I don't think anything was said that would have pissed that guy off completely. I think basically we just uh, maybe maybe you said some stuff about. I think Vic may have said there was the chance that our patron may have actually just launched the damn thing in order to take out a surface target. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet there's a, a voice recorder. I bet there's a log, especially with it being you know a loner unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay, so we're going with uh, Bragg minus two trust with. Uh, the Indigo Empire. I'm not tracking that because this is a one-shot, but that could have consequences <laughs> anyway. It's, it's a fun story all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, who would like to take their next or their second action for downtime? Since I only have one stress, I would try and roll my upkeep again. <laughs> oh look, I rolled a, at least a one. It's literally impossible for me to not do that. Okay. Thanks for spending all the materiel we haven't earned yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's on brand. A guy and Bernard. I'm going to schmooze. I'm going to take the schmooze action. Say what your pilot does to improve relations with a faction and make a fortune roll using an appropriate action. Uh, Increase trust according to the result. Let's see. I uh, am just going to uh, just record a log and put everything in the best possible light. Uh, Mostly just talking about our achievements, not what we did to get there. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, just like, so far your achievements are a stunning, perfect record. Uh, yeah. You did the mission successfully. It cost a little more than it probably should have, but, you know, the nothing was harmed, or nothing important was harmed. Regular report, Agai Guild, the... What would the name be? Ah, he wouldn't care about the official name. The goods are unopened, undamaged. Enemy uh, uh, checkpoint is destroyed along with uh, uh, orbital defenses. Uh, at least for now, give him time. But hey, if you want to send any backup, now's the time. True Light Squad uh, was not directly uh, uh, engaged. They, they still do not know we're here, but they were impacted and left harmed by our actions just, uh, just for good measure. So that's a pretty good report. Uh, what skill are you thinking that is? 
I mean, Agai's not good at any of the uh, uh, resolve heading. I guess Sway, he's trying to... Um, Put us in a good light, yeah. Trying to massage the facts a little bit. But with zero in Sway, I'm, I got a two. But that still increases... You're, what is it? On, on a roll of one to three, I get plus one trust. Yeah. So you repaired some of what I destroyed. Yes. They don't trust us, so we shouldn't trust them. But they did a good job anyway. Yes. That's basically where this is shaken out. Oh, Bernard gonna cut loose. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. And basically, I think it's uh, Maxi Moxie. It's just gonna be working on something and just gets like a beep on her comm. Just... Hey, are you there? Hey. Hey, um, this is kind of awkward, but, uh, I think I put together a pretty tight 15. You want to hear it? Uh, sure. And basically, um, Bernard's going to do something that I personally would not do, and that is subject you to his comic stylings. And just, we're going to do this kind of as a time lapse. We cut in about five minutes in, and it's just, and what do you call a sad robot? A cyborg. Fast for about five minutes. Honestly, <laughs> I could I could just drone on and on about robots. That's funny. And then it just cuts to the end. And I gave him his kidney back, and that's why they call me the professor. Anyway, that was my set. Yeah, and I think like after every joke you just get Maxi going, That's funny. You are very able to notice that she is much less herself than she is when she's piloting or talking about military missions. There is the the gentle hint of a smile. Oh, if she's actually saying it, that's a step up. I thought this was just a recording. Hey, that's pretty good. But yeah, that's how I cut loose. I just subject people <laughs> to my um, comedic stylings. Good. That's fantastic. Alright, roll 1d6. Agai removed the speaker grill in his comm uh, miles, miles back. <laughs> uh, is that 1d6 or 2? Just 1d6. That's oh, so 3. Alright, you removed 3 stress. You only had 2, right? I had 2, correct. Oh! <laughs> Sometime times 2. Would you like to attract trouble, brag, or suffer impropriety? Oh, impropriety. Okay, your relationship <laughs> with... Uh, Moxie is now zero. Alright, so what actually happens is that about... This set seemed to largely be about, like, robots and cyborgs, and Maxie is a woman who has had most of her body replaced with metal because of constant injuries. And I think after a certain point, it's just like, oh, this isn't gonna stop. He's just doing this. And, like... <laughs> God, that makes it so much more insensitive, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just like Maxie being like, oh, I've heard these jokes. People have made these jokes. Okay. It's, it's okay. My, my friend Maxie says I can say that word. Oh, dear. Yes, and, uh, and it's 100% that moment of just like, that's funny, stops being somebody saying that's funny, and it starts being her just be like, I just have to say this because it's going to be a whole thing otherwise. Yeah, so you're not too uh, fond of Bernard anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love our crew. <laughs> you ain't getting no help from me. The, the get around trust. They, at least they do get around <laughs> We do the thing we do. The flight path. You're in northern South America, and you gotta get up to northeastern United States area, roughly where Maine used to be, mm -hmm. to the base at New Plymouth. Uh, the flight plan, if you want to go straight there, would be pretty reasonable, but True Light seems to be hanging out around the Gulf of Mexico. 
which is on the path. Yeah. Do you want to change the plight plan, make it take longer, or do you just want to risk it? I, I would like to gather a little information before we uh, uh, set a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, before our resupply, uh, I want to flash back and show what Agai saw when he cracked open one of these cases. Okay, which one did you want to crack open? Uh, let's see, he got dropped off on T4, so it's it's whatever's in the big boy. Okay, inside the big boy appears to be about half of a mecha robot. Uh... <laughs> This is a big boy. <laughs> yeah, this thing is fucking huge. And it also looks like it would need... You don't even know how one person would be able to pilot this thing. It is just a very big robot, like a walking fortress, basically. Um, but it doesn't have any of its limbs attached. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's too big. It, once those are attached, it'll be even bigger. You can take a good guess what's in two and three. Yeah, yeah. Is T1 roughly head-shaped? It is not. Uh, the head ooh. is actually here in T4. Oh. Ooh. Huh. I've got some theories, but I don't want to dwell on that too long. Uh, but I I think he's keeping that to himself. But he, he knows something that nobody else does unless they've also peaked secretly. Indigo Empire sending a big robot and something else that's very small. I, I would not have peaked, but I would have gotten into... The glory of revenge would be back to being the knight errant. Yes. And I would probably just try and do a, a essentially gather information with my scans to look at like the we know that the, these these fools, the Starbreaker and its its cronies, are hanging mm-hmm. in the Gulf of Mexico. So I'm basically doing things like the other possible routes to be like, okay, is there somebody else there though? <laughs> There's somebody who's not obvious. Somebody doing a sneak. Okay, you want to try to find out why they're there? Yeah, I mean, it's more like looking what at the alternative routes and see, yeah. Okay. See if there's secondary threat. Yeah, sure, give me a scan roll. Okay, I know exactly why this is limited information. <laughs> I know exactly why Ma- Maxi does not get good information from this. For the listener, she rolled yeah. a two. This is Again. double twos, two twos. I'm very good at rolling the same number twice. Yeah, we've had a couple of two twos today. Kind of frustrating. A lot of snake eyes. A lot of, a lot of bad rolls. Had a 3-3 three, three earlier, too. So the reason Maxi does not get great information from this, Maxi is always looking for one specific mech, and is very much focused on like, eh, that's not the wild liar. Move on. I'm okay. looking for my rival, as always, but that makes me less attentive to other details. Your scan was intercepted by the true light, and you get a hail. You accept the communication uh, or attempt to jam? Okay, you're accepting it. Oh, I'm not a coward. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> this is the Light Lord Larios of the Grand Horizon. What is your business? Hello, Light Lord Larios. Simply doing a scan to see if I can find a familiar face. My readings say that your ship was part of the opposition we faced recently in the ch- at the checkpoints, but you fled. Your scanners are ridiculous and incorrect. This is the Knight Errant. It was not involved in anything with your ships. He narrows his eyes at you. Because obviously this is a picture phone. A picture call. (laughs) Star Trek style. Standard issue stuff. As you say. Well, it seems we have separate business from one one another, and I'd like you to keep it that way. 
and Light Lord Larios hangs up. Well, have a good day. So much for common courtesy. So somebody named Larry is between us and uh, finally getting to leave this awful planet? Yeah. Cool. And your uh, failure there was just, you got a warning, and they're aware of you. Okay. And they would like you to uh, not interfere with whatever it is they're doing. So for, for gather informations, like one to three is you get limited information, but you still do get something. Did I pick up anything in like the surrounding areas? Well, I guess the limited information you got is that there is something there. They are definitely doing something. There's probably a sea base. Pro- something Overlord related is out there. This isn't an Indigo Empire situation. Okay. You're technically uninvolved. I feel like I should do another scan in the area. Um, Would you like to scan something else, or also try to scan the True Light squad? I don't know that we really need information about the squad itself. What I'd prefer is the surrounding area, especially any routes that could be used to basically get around them and whatever their operating arena is. Because, yes, the flight path... Would you like to study? A study, you say? Because, like, you're at a military base for a war front against the Indigo, or against the Overlord, Inc. Alright. They have stuff. They have so, info. You can look up their archives, <laughs> find out if there's anything out there. With their active intel and thereby roll the same number of dice, but do something different. Yeah. Alright, so a bunch of maps are rolled out, a bunch of... Uh, Holographic displays are popped open, and that's a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's the game. We're leaving stress, apparently. A one and a two. Slightly worse <laughs> than my two and a two. <laughs> well, functionally the, exactly the same as your Let two and a two. Let me have this, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have so little. All right. So... I guess I pull up too many maps and I get completely baffled as to what it is that I'm trying to look for. Actually, I think that the the failure is that uh, you the information you try to pull up is apparently classified, and you get a flag Ooh. on your uh, ID for attempting to access classified information. That does say something by not saying anything. I think that is that's your limited uh, information. Li- so. Yeah. You know something important is there that belongs to Overlord, uh, but you don't know what. <laughs> and apparently it's something that we're not supposed to know about. Yeah. Yet again, it's above our pay grade. Which brings us back to Bernard. Would you like to do any sort of information gathering or pre-mission prep? I'm really not good at that, so of course I would. Unlike <laughs> um, us, we're superstars. Uh, yeah. Of course, yes. This is going so great so far for everyone. This is what we call shaking out the bad rolls. Yeah, so here's the thing. It's the options were presented to us. Do we want to just barrel through or find a way around? There's a way I'm thinking about this. It's we can combine those and just go down a little bit beneath the surface. So I think what I'd like to do is prep, and I'm trying to think of what move would even work for this. I guess this would be a survey is I'm going to ascertain the possibility of evading these people by going um, underwater rather than taking some above-ground route. I think all of your current mechs may be waterproof, because uh, the one that wasn't is currently in a repair bay. I had a lot of oxygen tanks. It's fine. <laughs> if you're space-proof, you're waterproof. Right, that's my logic here, and all of you have space-proof ships. 
Well, the pressure goes in a different direction. Well, you also don't have to go that deep underwater. True. So, yeah, so that's my thing, is I'm just going to look into that possibility using a survey roll if that yeah, works for you. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, and I have two points there, so it's 2d6. Oh, a six and a one. Hooray, someone who rolled not a failure. So the best roll is all that counts. Um, so six is total success. Yeah, the submarine plan will absolutely work. Your vehicles with very minor modifications to their programming can easily handle the pressure of up to a couple hundred meters below water. So you'll be able to uh, travel below the surface. It'll be a bit slower than flying through the air. Uh, water resistance is a lot higher than wind resistance. But it'll be safer also. You won't be drawing attention this way. I know that idea will eventually be shot down by at least one person, but I have a safer route for us, so that's good. Yeah, and I guess now we go to the mission where we have to get over land. Yes, alright, so do we want to do another engagement roll? Yeah, that'd probably be smart. I'm looking at these, I'm seeing assault, I'm seeing deception, I'm seeing stealth, and again I'm seeing transport. Those are the ones that I think... uh, uh, jump out for the situation i feel like if we're going the undersea route that to me sounds stealth yeah stealth. yeah all right i think stealth sounds fun the detail is the point of infiltration and i think yeah beneath the surface of the uh, uh gulf of mexico Under is the answer the to that sea. question yeah we're, we're going below the battle theater so better down or it's water uh is it bold i'd say so i mean we're yeah. going in between the enemy squad, and a secret underground Atlantis base. It's pretty bold. Does the mission exploit the target's vulnerabilities? I'm actually going to say yes, because I, you wouldn't have been with a transport, but you're specifically taking a stealth option instead. Mm-hmm. Is the mission's tactic ineffective? I haven't heard any suggestion that it is, so... Yeah, no, it's totally effective. Uh, does the squad receive external support for the mission? Do we still have that backup uh, waiting for, for a call? Uh, backup is on call if you need it, yes. Uh, is anyone interfering with the mission aside from the target? This is now the True Light is actually interfering at this point. Because uh, they have okay. business right over your operation area. Okay. And now the catch-all. Any other factors that affect the mission, uh, either positively or negatively? Things like squad tier, specialized equipment, unusual terrain, etc. Did some people somehow lose two mechs? <laughs> <laughs> don't mention that, don't mention that. You can actually get a bonus die for this one, too. Because Vic spent a downtime action preparing a stealth suite and got a six on that. So it's perfectly installed and you're doing a stealth mission. So I'm hearing that's a total of 4d6 for the engagement roll? Yeah. All right. Dang it. That's it's, A 4 is okay. A 4 is still okay. It's still yeah, risky. Risky is fine. This is also the most dice that I've seen in an engagement roll in this system in a while. I mean, this isn't meant to be complicated, and also you somehow managed to prepare really well for it. So, you know, I'll take it. All right. Um, Smash cut to under the sea. Smash cut to under the sea. We are now en route through the Gulf of Mexico. You've had no issues with travel so far, but you're approaching the area where we know True Light to be, and they're just kind of blasting at the ocean. Oh dear. We were just in that. Yeah, um, as you're getting closer, you see that there's actually, like, a hole in the ocean now? Hmm. And there's, like, a waterfall going down uh, where water used to be. 
Is it obvious to our pilots that this is the same True Light crew that uh, was at the checkpoint? It is very clearly the same crew. Okay. It is also the one that had just had a conversation with uh, Moxie, Maxi Moxie. Flashback. Uh, when <laughs> when Agai was riding the Starbreaker, he definitely planted some remote charges. Oh boy. How much stealth or how much stress is that? Yeah, how many stress am I taking for that flashback? Is that how flashbacks work? Yep. Yeah, you it's 0 1 or 2 depending on like how intensive, how many yeah. opportunities. Oh. Mm-hmm. Considering I mean, the opportunity was, was very clear. Yeah, the opportunity is there, but it was also a high stress situation. So I'll have you take one. Okay. And I'm going to roll wreck to to light that fire and because of uh because of my special ability saboteur, I get a, a plus 1d on placed explosives when I roll wreck. Sounds great. And I'm also going to push myself. So uh that's a total of paying 3 stress for pushing myself and the flashback to get a total of 3 dice on uh this wreck roll. I feel like this is controlled. I want to make a case for controlled. Yeah, this is definitely a controlled situation. They're entirely unaware of you at this point in time. You're do- This is basically an ambush you're doing. Um, Agai knows where to plant place charges, right? I-, I also want to argue for great effect. I was going to actually give you great effect anyway because you placed them on something that fires superheated plasma. Mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. full of high-intensity chemicals. Does anybody want to help me out to uh, make this actually have a chance of success with our luck tonight? <laughs> I could tap a stress by basically suggesting, look, if you're on the cannon, at least put something there. <laughs> oh, your help is also in the flashback. I love it. I really like that. <laughs> I have a question. Did that message come in like as Agai was putting the detonator charge there? Oh, like, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the advice. Thinks I don't know how to read a schematic and now this. Okay. <laughs> and that's a four. I love our right. so much. That is like three fours, which is fun, but does Gosh. not actually make a difference. Uh, that is still success with a controlled great Controlled is still good. consequence. Controlled consequences aren't bad. So with a control situation, you can even withdraw and try something else, but honestly, no, what I'm else sticking would you with it. try? Exactly. Let's blow it up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just made the gun explode. <laughs> their, pla- their big old plasma cannon that they've been firing willy-nilly just exploded in their arms and I think took their arm with it. That's three damage to the Starbreaker. And I'm trying to have tr- I'm having trouble thinking of what a consequence would be for that. I don't think uh, it's con- a controlled situation anymore. <laughs> okay, that's reasonable, yeah. That, that is one of the consequences on everything is just you move down into a worse position. Okay, yes, we're now in re- we're now in risky position. Yeah, that makes sense. They don't know where that attack came from. They have no idea where you are, uh, but you've now pissed off a very powerful group of enemies. Oh boy. So about that hole in the ocean. Yeah, there's a hole in the ocean for some reason. I'm not telling you more about it because if you're still underwater, you can't see crap. <laughs> <laughs> you either have to get closer which is dangerous, do a scan, or get airborne so you can get an aerial view on whatever's down there, which would involve getting out of the water. Just taking a quick look there. I'm shocked that there isn't, like, a drone or something that is marked for vehicles. The drone is us. It's the mech. (laughs) Go out in the mech. Play the game. So I'm just going to flip on comms. 
Seems that they've noticed something's up. Well done, Mr. Killed. How about the usual tactic? I'll act as the distraction. I'm just going to immediately burst out of the water. Dear. Uh, alright. The Starbreaker backs off a little bit while the two phoenixes go to intercept you. Because they see you immediately. Alright, I'm going to take a piece of, of... So there's a piece of just, like, shrapnel from the explosion that has landed on my mech. And I'm going to hold it up and go, This is an assault! You have initiated combat against me! <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm whipping out my fine machine gun. And I'm going to fire at the Phoenix guy. Alright, so the Phoenixes are similar to the Starbreaker, where they're two arms, two wings, no legs, flying robots. However, while the Starbreaker was equipped with a massive plasma cannon that vaporized whatever it pointed it at, these things are equipped with, like, laser swords. Hmm. Your standard beam sabers. They do a wield. They have some kind of beam saber? Yes. (laughs) Looks directly in camera. (laughs) They're entirely melee focused and very good at uh, destroying things. Entirely melee focused is not a good plan when I'm shooting you with a gun. Yeah. Uh, Make your roll. There's a base 2d6. And what's up with that collateral die? Oh, I should ask for a collateral die. (laughs) Always ask for that fine collateral die. How about a rifle shows up? Oh, you said the words and I am happy. Yes. A rifle shows up. Okay. Yes. But who's probably yours? Yeah, I think it's going to be yours, the Wild Liar. Would you like me to talk about the Wild Liar and the person who pilots it? I'm going to say real quick that I think they're working for the Overlord LTD because that gives them a third side in this conflict, which is by far the most interesting result. That is also exactly with the pilot's personality. Okay. I think they're coming up out of the hole in the ocean. Heck yeah. So, the thing we see coming out of this this cool hole in the ocean is you see a small and compact mech. The Wild Liar has a humanoid design for those who are incredibly generous with the breadth of that term. Four legs come out of the hip, each one ending in a large metal spike. And instead of having one forearm come out of the elbow like some kind of chump, the Wild Liar features a lovely two forearms per arm. Mounted beneath each forearm is a small jet capable of shooting at targeted bursts of flame. The core of the mech's torso is painted red, with yellows and oranges mixed across the arms and legs. And in the place of a uh, head, the Wild Liar simply has a large dome with its pilot, Velocity Syndrome's VS logo on it. Velocity Syndrome is very concerned about her personal brand. <laughs> and I think she's flying straight up at the Starbreaker, but uh, we can deal with that in a moment. You have two phoenixes you're shooting at first. I do have two phoenixes I'm shooting at. Anybody want to throw in some help? No, no, you know what? No, this whole thing is a distraction. You're not supposed to help. This whole thing's a distraction. You're not supposed to help. (laughs) Okay. They're far more maneuverable than you thought, and they dodge your weapons fire. Uh, What kind of ranged weapon does the Night Errant have? Is it like a machine gun or some kind of plasma blaster? So specifically, it it is a fine machine gun, so it would have... If I had done anything, it would have increased the effect. But what it is, is it's it looks like the Knight Errant is going to draw a sword, and then holds up this sword that is just a gun. Okay. (laughs) 
Like, it, it's blade for a little bit, and then it's just a regular machine gun. Like, the worst gun blade imaginable. <laughs> like, somebody heard the word gun blade and was like, so it's half sword and then a gun, right? Okay. That's terrible. Uh, and it works terribly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it keeps missing. So, they dodge through your fire, and you're gonna take two harm, I think. Yeah, it sounds like a good two harm. Uh, I will, I will once again invoke my armor. Alright. So that they, they rush in with those beam swords, and it's just like, hitting the knight errands. This is exactly what my mech does, it gets hit. Uh, and that reduces it down to one harm then, right? Well, I mean, if we're going with, with the old, the, the rules we were using last session, two, uh, an armor takes off two. Cool, you just tanked getting hit by a beam saber. Congrats. Heck yeah. This is what I do. I get hit and I just don't care. So you are now uh, surrounded, being flanked by these two Phoenix units. You two are now in a pitched, well, you three are now in a pitched battle, uh, but the distraction has been made. Excellent. Vic, Bernard, what would you two like to do? Either or. There's a big hole in the ocean. I want to know what the heck's up with it. And now that we have an opening to do so, I think I should take the Kazu's head, pop it above the water, and do a proper scan. Is that going to be a scan roll? Yeah, I'm going to do a scan. Two dice feels really low in this system. I may want to see what you have on offer for that collateral die. And I'll help. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good scan boy, too. All right. I need to have this collateral die page hotlinked or something, because it's... It's like people like dice. Yeah, it's like it's good or something. Also, I, I will note for you to know, as long as a rival is in the scene, they can, a number of times per mission, equal to the number of people on the squad, inflict a consequence equal to whatever, like, level of consequence somebody is at, at any time. Incredible. You can just do that. You've got hard cuts. Cool. That, that rivals are strong. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, You're supposed to lie about these things. <laughs> I, hey, if you think I didn't join Bean Saber to get murdered by my rival, <laughs> you are thinking of the wrong person, my friend. Uh, thankfully, the rival isn't focused on you just yet, uh, mostly because they don't know you're really here. They're busy. Um, that is so like Velocity Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at these collateral die. And I'm not seeing any that I can offer you right now. You're doing too safe of an action. This is a controlled position. I mean, sacrificing supplies or an item. You could go with the classic, you are, o like, you are used to good sensors. The Kazu does not have good sensors. This is too much for it. It takes one tick on its clock. Or uh, you could just start or tick a troublesome clock that isn't necessarily related, just like, oh, for dramatic reasons. Yeah, yeah. Give us a clock. Let's make a new clock. What the hole in the ocean represents. I'm not going to define that. We're just going to make a clock for the hole in the ocean. Okay. And we can infer through the rules that this is troublesome to us. Mm -hmm. As opposed to those times when you see the hole in the ocean and you're like, yes. So would you like to take a die for me starting this clock? Yeah, sure. Create the clock. I will never say no to a clock in a forged game. And I'm also helping you for, for yet another die. Yep, which gives me a total of four dice. The hole in the ocean is at one out of six. And let's see if we can find out what it is. We cannot. <laughs> <laughs> three, God. three, two, one. 
Why are the dice evil today? Because we're playing a forged in the dark game. I love it. I love it. The odds are just not in your favor. You're supposed to get a four or higher half the time on a single die. Yeah, yeah. you used up all the fours on your roll. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come to me and be like, there's no fours. You used three of them. So I popped the head of this inferior mech out of the water and attempted to scan with it. And what the hell happens? So I think what happened is you started the scan, but were unable to actually process it uh, because the Star Raptors have noticed you. Oh, great. And they are, they've actually noticed all of you under the ocean now and are moving in to try and deal with you. I have an utterly ridiculous, stupidly risky thing I'd like to do involving these Star Raptors. So one of my vehicle's quirks is that it is, well, it's very heavily modified. Okay. Or haphazardly modified, I should say. And I'm thinking these legs were not originally part of its construction. And from what I'm seeing, there are four of these Star Raptors, and I have four legs on this thing. So my intention is to fly at them and release all the legs on my mech at just the right time so they turn into projectiles. So you're using your legs as javelins. I will lose my ability to walk. Um, so I guess I'm just kind of putting around in the water with my thrusters. But it'll hurt the Star Raptors. And because this is basically lining up this clean shot, I'm just going to continue to abuse my good maneuver. Yeah, let's go for that. Uh, the Star Raptors are, for a quick description, they're, they don't have arms, unlike the other two Grand Horizon mechs. These things are just wings and a gun and a head. <laughs> they're winged turrets that just shoot the same plasma cannon as the Starbreaker, but smaller. Meaning it's a relatively narrow target, but if you hit their wings, you could probably send them flying off into the ocean. Probably's good enough for me. I got a five. All right. So I think the consequence is basically exactly what you said. You can no longer walk on your ship. Uh, Mark whatever quirk you want to do to represent that. That would be the haphazardly modified. I am going to deal two damage to the Star Raptor's clock. You took out two of them. All right. They're, They're doing fine. This is fine. I need more information about what the fuck I'm doing here. So uh, that means I got to find out what's in uh, Transport 1 before I commit myself to shooting anything today. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. I got scan and I got interface. What do you think would give me better effect? Uh, Interface, for sure. Interface. Okay. I want to interface and I want to mark my analytics suite from my gear as well. And I want a collateral die, please. Okay. The collateral I'm offering is that this is going to make you lose trust with um, your the Indigo Empire. This is going to offend them. No fucking shit. So here is my interface roll. Got a four. Got a four uh, with whatever extra effect my uh, gear, my analytics okay. suite is going to give me. I think that means you got full intel. Uh, with the cost of that means you got full intel. And and they know it. <laughs> yes. This is clearly top secret for a reason. There's an artificial human in there. Oh, I figured it was the pilot. Okay. Yes, they are currently deactivated. Um, however, actually, you have just activated them. Hell yes! They were deactivated until basically their pod was opened or disturbed, and your interfacing has disturbed it. 
So artificial humans are extremely illegal in the Indigo Empire. Overlord Inc. Overlord LTD doesn't have a problem with them. But you're with Indigo. This is illegal by Indigo law. Uh, not supposed yes. to use something like this. I am also illegal by Indigo law. So what I'm really grappling with is, oh, great, suddenly I'm a dad. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you would have said that about Vic by now. Yeah, so they just woke up. And they are mildly confused, but currently booting up inside of that transport ship. Uh, get around trust. Uh, does anybody want to know what we're hauling? No! Alright, just thought I'd ask. <laughs> I mean, you're free to put it in the other channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, he'll fill in Vic then, and, uh, if the professor ever answers the question, we'll, we'll follow those instructions. Oh, the professor's answering with silence. He's too good for this. Okay. Yeah. Vic, Vic is probably, like, seeing that and going, okay, we'll deal with that after I shoot these things, and pulling out the heavy cannon. So now you're aware of uh, your cargo in its entirety. You have an artificial pilot who is going to operate something that uh, no human could operate single-handedly. And that's kind of A mech terrifying. that would require, like, an entire squad of people is going to be op- supposedly operated by just this one robot person. Maybe waking that up was a bad thing. We'll see. In the meantime... Should I take that shot? Or should we move to the Night Errand? You want to take that shot? You can go right ahead, because your scan was kind of interrupted. Always take shots. What are you aiming at? The raptors, or are you going to try to help out Maxi with the phoenixes? Uh, the Star Raptors are directly aimed at me, but they don't have a lot of, like, damage left on them. Yeah. You know what, I could try hitting one of the Phoenix Gavas. The only issue is I am going to have to do something a little risky on this thing to pull that off. Yeah. Because this thing doesn't have the lovely cartridge slots in it. So I have to have loaded in the, uh, the motion data that I need from the Knight Errant previously in order to fire this thing. And while doing so, I'm probably sitting in the back of my mind and going, I really wish I knew if that guy's actually had heavy guns on it. Does the Panamax have that? Uh, the Panamax did have a, a certain amount of, of weaponry. Is battle what you use for precision shots, or is it bombard? Uh, battle is for melee combat, destroy is for just torching earth, and bombard is for ranged combat. Okay, so what's your bombard on that one? Oh, zero. <laughs> Then I'm definitely using the Knight Errant's motion data for this one, and uh, uh, don't mind the wires. I'm sure I'm sure everything will be fine, and nothing's going to short out. Let me know if you need some assistance. I mean that that would follow. You're right there, so I guess you're acting as an active distraction, so I can line up the shot. If you'd like, I can offer you another collateral die for the hole in the ocean getting worse. Okay, by how much? I think just one more point for now. I'm fine with that. That'll take me to four dice, which has about even odds of giving me a a failure at this point. But hey, and roll 20 decides to do a drum roll as we get a four. Hooray. Uh, That roll had me on pins and needles because it is a one, a three, a three, and then a four. So I do manage to ping something. Yeah, that'll take out Gava then. Their ship just explodes as you score a direct hit on their thruster. Nice. Uh, and the pieces fall into the ocean as uh, the pilot, who is named Gava, never talked to them or anything, but they're dead now. Uh, they exploded over the ocean. 
Now the question that needs to be asked is, uh, so what's our consequence? I think the consequence is that the hole in the ocean is going to get too worse. Oh, dear. Oh, yes. By getting worse, I mean it's getting bigger. And the hole in the ocean is actually starting to uh, overlap your position in the water, and you're now in open air over the hole. Love it. Time to turn on the thrusters, I guess. And you can look down to see, from what you can tell, the Starbreaker might have been trying to blow up the planet. The heck? Ah, a classic Galicon. Giving us the Vegeta moves. I don't, like, like this planet, but it's where I am right now. So Agai is going to rush Starbreaker. It is time to roll battle. Mm-hmm. I want to go hand-on-hand, up close. Would you like collateral die? I want a collateral die. I'm definitely pushing myself. If anybody wants to help, I'd appreciate it. Okay. Because The collateral die is that the wild liar is involved in this fight also. Yeah, what do I care? Oh, okay. That's going to cause problems, but you can deal with those, I guess, later. That's what my stress is for. Sorry, was there an offer of help on the table before I roll? Oh, that was actually me coughing, but I could help, yes. Yeah, it's I, I don't have my legs, and I'm just kind of flying around, but I still have my Gatling gun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so like with uh, the professor's covering fire, uh, uh, masking Agai's approach, he just leaps in at Starbreaker with a, a glowing laser axe and a total of 46. Nice. And that comes to a three. That comes to a three on the high die. <laughs> that is a three one. Three one. Beautiful, viewers. Okay. So the Starbreaker has actually lost its energy cannon and can no longer make the planet explode as it was going to. The hole is actually getting worse on its own at this point, which is bad. I know something worse. <laughs> yeah. So something worse is that although it's missing a hand in the energy cannon, uh, the other hand has... The G Gundam burning finger situation. <laughs> oh no. You chop down with your laser axe and they just catch your hand and tear off your arm. Axe and all. Uh, the Kazu is at three out of six health. I'm not going to risk that. I hate this piece of shit. All right, I'm, I've got a plan. It's go time. Hit me. Mr. Kilt, pull back a little, will you? I'm going to try something and it'll work. Oh, and also, my collateral before was that the Wild Liar was involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both you and the Starbreaker are going to take one additional damage, as it just basically fires a grenade between the both of you. Boom. Incendiary. Okay, now we can go back to Maxi Moxie. So, the plan is quite simple. I am going to charge in at the fray between the, the, the Wild Liar and the Starbreaker. Now, a lot of people would use a sword or something as a weapon, but those people aren't thinking with big enough brains. I am going to use uh, one of the excellent items that we have in our inventory, the Grapnel Anchor Tool. Okay. I'm going to attach it to Phoenix Mike. He is going to be my flail. All right. It is time Um, for four mech pileup. So I'm going to require you to roll Manipulate in order to grapple Mika and then throw them. I guess entangle them. Use them as a flail? Whatever. I want a manipulate roll for this fine control. Listen, Buster. Mm -hmm. You give me position and effect. I give you a roll. (laughs) So you're saying, what what are you saying with manipulate? I'm going to say with manipulate, 
It's great effect and risky position. What are you saying with battle? I'm going to go with still great effect, but desperate position. Mm, beautiful. Chef's kiss. You're using something that is trying to kill you as your weapon, which is All not right. Sart. Once again, the knight errant transforms into the glory of revenge as I grapple Phoenix Mike and pull him in for, for mech on mech on mech on mech violence. Would you like any help? Oh, I would love some help. Okay, so what I'm going to be doing here is I'm going to be infiltrating uh, Phoenix's systems while you're doing that, and basically making a mess of things so it's hard for them to target you while you're being, you know, using them as a flail. I love it. What's that collateral die looking like? Uh, that collateral die is looking like Wild Liar has noticed you. Oh, I want Senpai to notice me. And I get to use one of those hard cuts, right? You do get to use one of those hard cuts, and I'm in a desperate position. How do you feel about only having one arm after this roll is over? Ooh, I feel... Mm, I feel good about having one arm. Okay. I think what's going to happen is during this crazy pile-up you're causing, uh, one of their scissor legs is going to get around your shoulder and just tear off the entire thing. Just cut right through it. Alright, I'm going to resist that. We'll get to that after. Yeah. I will I will do my roll. At my 5d6, desperate great. Boom, that's a six. Nice. That's a six, dear viewer. That's also me wasting a four and a four and a five. Sorry, <laughs> everybody in the future. Because that's how RNG works. That's exactly how it works. So I think this is going to destroy Mika and deal two damage to Starbreaker. The Light Lord is having a bad time today. Can I can I ask for one damage to Starbreaker and one damage to Wild Liar? Spread those two out instead. Sure, we can start putting damage on Wild Liar instead. If Maxie's coming in, there's no way she's not going to hit Wild Liar. That's a 0% shot. She's okay. hitting Wild Liar. Uh, and I think Mika is just down. They're All just right. out of the picture now. And so resisting the level 3 harm, what does that reduce it to? I think it's going to make it just level 2 harm. Cool, cool, cool. And I still want your arm off. <laughs> I don't know how the harm works in this, but I like the idea that it, you just lost is, your arm. I just write one arm. Yeah, there you go. That's the consequence. You're down an arm. Yeah, so to resist that, I am, I am, so I'm resisting with, with my good old expertise, which I have three points in, so I only hit battle scarred. Yo, this ain't the first time I've lost an arm. <laughs> Unfortunately, the new arm comes in without battle scars. That is unfortunate. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So swing it around, hit, hit them both with, with good old Phoenix Mike and just go. Velocity Syndrome, fight me! And uh, a guy, Yurkazu, is given an opening to retreat a little bit, which is good because it's almost destroyed already from that uh, one bit of fighting. I, I protected the, the machine I like. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, we haven't heard from Bernard in a while. Is the Slipner still in combat with those two Star Raptors? Uh, not after what I'm about to do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Love so, it. Love so it. I've... All things are fleeting, all things are in transit, all things change. And it's time to abandon the Slipner for a Star Raptor. So I'm going to draw upon something I learned from a historical document, 2001, about how to eject a pod successfully. And okay. I'm basically, as I'm flying around... You couldn't around, have learned from earlier this afternoon. <laughs> from what now? 
I, I, I only remember what I see in movies. That's all I care about, apparently. I'm oh, a professor. Okay. <laughs> we said successfully. Yeah. Ah, I see. I see. So basically, yeah, I'm just going to try to um, eject from my robot while I'm right next to one of these Star Raptors and try and to. Just hijack it? Yeah, hijack it. And looking at the abilities, there's one particularly that says it's what you use when you climb a mech in the middle of battle, and that is Prowl. All and right. I'm leaning towards that because that's the only thing that's applicable I have a point in. <laughs> yeah, let's try and prowl in your way into a Star Raptor, kick out its pilot, take it for yourself, I guess. Yeah, so I'm working with a 1d6. I don't see a conceivable way I could get assistance from this, unless anyone has any ideas. I think everyone else is engaged except for Vic, so. Well, let's see how 1d6 treats me. Not bad. Yeah, not bad, it turns out. The unfortunate consequence of this is that the Slepnir is lost into the sea. um, Because you just abandoned ship over an ocean. Yeah, that happens. But now you have this cool new Star Raptor, which is a perfectly functional ship. With no damage, even. Nice. So again, the Star Raptor is basically a flying turret. It's an artillery platform. And this is going to take effectively take out one of the Star Raptors uh, mechanically, because now one of them is you. Alright, and Vic, what are you up to? On the one hand, I'd want to hit that Starbreaker with this heavy cannon. That should be enough to take it out. But on the other hand, uh, these wires are sparking a bit from the jury rigging on that motion data. I'm going to have to fix this thing up again in order to take another shot. Okay. So I'm wondering if maybe it would be a better idea to play to my strengths... Instead of trying to use combat stuff. So Starbreaker has that lovely burning finger thing, right? Uh, yeah, it has a burning hand going on. It can superheat one of their hands and anything they grab is basically annihilated. Do they have any special defenses against, say, being hacked remotely? I mean, it's a highly advanced ship. One of the flagship units of the Grand Horizon. Hmm. Um, so it's not going to be easy... But it also doesn't particularly have any, like, advanced defenses. Okay. Just the standard ones you'd expect, really. Okay. So I'd say standard effect. So dirt standard with my acrig in place already. And we're still at risky position for you. Yeah, what will a fine augmented reality tool do for me, do you think? <laughs> if I activate the fine augmented reality tool, can I get a boost on that effect? Sounds good. Okay, so that takes me to great effect and risky. Would you like the collateral die of the hole in the ocean getting worse? Oh dear, how many points do we have left on that? Only two left, so this will make it one away from whatever's about to happen. Mm, Okay, fine. Alright, we're at five out of six on the hole in the ocean. Okay, so that gives me three dice on this roll. So to be clear, what I am trying to do is I'm trying to pick up the arm control on that remaining arm and make it grab its own body. Alright, I have a way I can assist. (laughs) This is very technical, so I want everybody to try and follow me. There's going to be a lot of jargon. It's hard to resist hacking when somebody punches your mech in the head with a fist. (laughs) Yeah, that's a reasonable assist. So that gives me 4d6, and also I keep getting knocked out of the roll 20, because my push-to-talk key is apparently the forward button. But that's okay. That's a 5. All right. I think you successfully made it Burning Hand itself, which is extremely bad for its ability to survive and continue existing. Excellent. Just as 
easily as the hand tore through half of a guy's kazu, uh, it tears through its own dang body. The pilot's just dead now. I think it just falls <laughs> into the ocean now that you just have his hand reach into its torso and it's gone. It's gone. It falls into the hole it made in the ocean. Barely knew ya, Larry. That's what you get for trying to blow up my favorite planet. So yeah, the planet's not going to explode. However, that hole in the ocean is now glowing super bright. There's about to be a huge volcanic eruption uh, in the area where you're all standing. Slash floating. Aha. <laughs> Alright, uh, Agai, seeing uh, the writing on the wall, is going to, to just sort of rush away from the hole. And on the way, take shots at Transport 1. Oh dear. You're going to shoot down Transport 1. I, I don't like this. Alright, I would like you to roll Bombard. Uh, can I roll destroy? You can roll destroy. I want to roll destroy. Scorched earth, motherfucker. I mean, if uh, some of my shots get over to the other three transports, oh, boo hoo. Uh, (laughs) Do you have a collateral die in mind for me? You know how you somehow escape consequences from your mutiny before? Yeah, that's over. Cool, cool. They're the gonna Indigo send me Empire for... is putting you on a wanted poster for this. They're going to send me for a second doctorate now. Cool. They're going to send you to a firing squad this time. Like they Are they, the though? First time. Are, okay, they? Are they? With that shot? It's not illegal to miss completely. <laughs> Apparently, you can't hit shit. There's no law against shooting myself in the face by accident. But what did we hit? <laughs> okay. Well, we're 90 minutes in, and this is really fucking funny to me. <laughs> so I think you just triggered the hole in the ocean. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. So there's a volcanic eruption. While you're all over the hole, literally none of you have escaped from the area. <laughs> I think all of you and the transport ships die in a fire. <laughs> including the wild liar. Before that happens. Before that happens. Also, hey, hey. You can resist consequences. That's true. Yeah, but this is really funny. You resist this consequence, I'm gonna do a thing. Give y'all time, you can get away. And I'll trigger Uh, it and blow myself up. Let's see, that was destroy, so this is a a mech action. So, because this is a borrowed one, it doesn't have quirks, I think I can use its, uh, uh... You can spend two stress instead of a quirk. Which will destroy the mech anyway. Yes. So this, yes. Okay. Oh wait, no. Stress, not ticks. Never mind. Well, it's, it's two ticks. Sorry, I meant two ticks from well, the mech's health bar. If it's okay. Resistance. So it only has two left, so you could do that once. Yeah. If it is a pilot action, you don't just take two stress. You take six stress minus the. You either roll insight, prowess, or resolve based off the GM, and you take six minus whatever you roll. Yes, but this would be expertise. Is it, this is a vehicle one? Yeah. I think yeah. Since you don't have quirks, you just take four. I think I think the mech is fucked. All yeah, right. I'm pretty sure both of the Kazus and all the transport ships are fucked. The Star Raptor, the Wild Liar, and the Glory of Revenge have a chance here. I'm I'm trying to to resist in and the resist I have in mind is just sacrificing the Kazu and, and just ejecting just at the right time to be like safe under the waves and and ride the tidal wave out. Yeah, I think we can do that. Uh... Okay, the, the two ticks on the Kazu are done, and that's why it's gone. Yes. I feel like... Um, roll a two dice for your prowess check to try and... Uh, yeah. Es- to have your escape pod save you. 
Not great. Uh, that's a one. Big okay, one. you take five stress. I take five. St- okay, so that means that uh, Agai stresses out. He takes a scar. We'll talk about that later. I'll think about it in the meantime. Uh, does Vic need to do any resistance to get the hell out of here? Or? I mean, I wanted to say all of you died in a fire, but apparently we're fighting <laughs> about that. Oh, I, I was going to go steal a guy's ship. <laughs> but you did. You want to do it again? Some of them can survive, and some of us will die in the fire. Don't worry. Some people are going <laughs> to die in a fire. I've got You, you know this. what the best way to do this might be? Hey, if we feel like playing this campaign again, maybe they lived. Maybe they didn't. We'll see you next time on Beam Saber, or we won't. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatic cliffhanger. That is a bit a of a cliffhanger. There was a big fiery explosion and things went bad. Can I, can I do my moment? Can I do my scene that I want? Please what do, do you want to do? All right. The closing scene that we get for Maxi, at least, is the wild liar seeing this explosion, like, starting to brew, goes to run away, grabbed by the leg, pulled in close. We see the picture of Maxi inside going, Velocity. House Pyrrhus only believes in one kind of victory. And I hold up my self-destruct button, which is one of the ace's gears. Pyrrhic! <laughs> <laughs> and I press it. Yes. All right. I'm pretty sure that means that Wild Liar and you are definitely dead. <laughs> yep. You never know. You never know until the second OVA comes out. Don't count them out. <laughs> what what you see on camera is you see like these two smoke streaks that fans are going to be like, are those escape pods? Did they get out? And that's our dramatic end of episode. Uh, thanks for joining us. And thanks to, to all of everybody, I guess, including myself for uh, playing the game. And thanks to uh, Austin Ramsey for writing this game. And uh, uh, congratulations on the recent successful crowdfunding campaign. Uh, you can find earlier in progress versions like the one we played tonight on itch.io already. If you just don't want to wait for, for, uh, the full version to come out, does anybody have any plugs they'd like to share now? Fellowship book three came out recently and book four is coming out soon. Check them Heck out. Yeah. Uh, I'll share that another six feet under bonus feat that I love dearly is monster hearts two. And it has had its finale go up recently. It was, an unfortunate amount of time in in the making but i think it was worth the wait i I love it dearly i'm excited to listen to it same i guess i do have like one small thing i almost feel like i'm cursing myself by talking about it go for (laughs) it so i have been doing streams of hollow knight so far i've only had one and the moving has slowed things down a bit but next week which is probably going to have already happened by the time this recording comes in I will be continuing it. Well, good luck with Hollow Knight. That's a hard one. And I'm going to plug Rolling Sixes. Try it. We didn't, but you can. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it does happen, but way less often than you'd think. We're not showing all the features of this game like Sixes, but... Did you know this game has critical hits? We sure didn't see any. (laughs) (laughs) You should have. Did you know there's a 1 in 16 chance of getting a a failure on a four dice pool? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And we keep doing it. We're lucky. (laughs) That's one way of putting it. Lucky in the wrong direction. Yes. And once again, good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night.